And welcome to episode number 31. This is the Physiatry Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dr. Ravinash Ramchandani. We're going to be talking about low back pain one more time, and we're going to be talking more about radiculopathy, which can be also known as sciatica or neck pain that radiates to the hands. So let's start with radiculopathy, and let's talk about when people have pain in their low back and that goes all the way down to their feet, also known as sciatica or radiculopathy or even a pinch nerve. And this is usually happening if someone has lifted something heavy or they've done something bad to their back or just because of degeneration. And this can be quite common and can be pretty painful. Patients that have this sometimes can't even touch their feet because it hurts that much. What we do as far as treatment for radiculopathy is we can do what's called an epidural steroid injection. And this is where we inject medicine right where they, right where the nerve is actually, actually exiting the low back. And when we do that, we try to get medicine right to the nerve so that the pain doesn't radiate all the way down to the feet. This is done quite often. I probably do at least five of these a week, if not more. And patients do quite well with these. Um, patients sometimes can have up to six months or a year worth of pain relief, although that's not typical. Patients can usually have anywhere from no pain relief to a year's worth of pain relief or even more. I've seen typically patients get about six weeks of pain relief if that is the area that we've targeted and that is the correct uh, spot that we've hit. This can also be done for the neck. So if someone has pain in the neck and it radiates down to the arms, the same thing can be done for that. The only difference is that we don't do the exact same epidural steroid injection in the neck because if we try to do that, sometimes you can get a vascular spread and actually get a clot in the in the vessel in the head. And it, there's more of a chance of doing that in the neck. And this is why when we do epidural steroid injections, we use what's called isoview or some sort of contrast in order to con compare and contrast what is a vessel and what is actually the spine and the nerves. So we're trying to not inject a blood vessel when we do this. We want to inject around the nerve. We don't want to inject into the nerve. We want to inject around the nerve. So if we're able to inject around the nerve and we get some pain relief, that is our goal here. Typically, if someone has a severe radiculopathy or when a disc bulge is actually pinching out to a nerve where the extremities have some sort of weakness, this is when we refer a patient to a surgeon. And if someone develops what we call foot drop or they can't lift their hand up or something like that, then we know that there is a pinched nerve there that is causing the motor root or the this part of the nerve that controls the function of the hand or the foot to be compromised. And that's when we refer a patient to a surgeon. And the surgeon can do many things to try to help the pain. They can do something like a what we would call a um, discectomy where they actually take out part of the disc, a laminectomy where they take out part of the lamina. This is part of the bone in the back. This can also be done in patients with spinal stenosis, which can also act the same way. So spinal stenosis is not the same thing as foraminal stenosis. What I'm talking about is where the actual central canal or where the nerves are actually coming down in the spinal cord can be compromised by either a disc bulge, arthritis, or other things. So if this happens, then also the same things could be done by a surgeon. They can do a discectomy or a uh, laminectomy because the disc or the lamina is 
actually causing the sten- uh, stenosis or the central canal to be compromised. And so when they do this, the patients can have great amount of pain relief. We also do epidural steroid injections for central canal stenosis. Now, one thing that can happen if someone has severe issues and they can't uh, do that one level or it is worse than that or someone has what we call spondylolisthesis where there's a, the vertebrae are actually moving against each other a surgeon can do what's called a fusion and this is where they actually put in hardware in the back and they fuse the low back so what happens if someone continues to have low back pain despite having a fusion or back surgery? I'm sure many of you have heard that people have had back surgery and they continue to have pain. And most of the patients that we see, they actually do have pain, but we see uh, in pain management, many of the patients that have had back surgery many times, and then they continue to have low back pain. And this is just the type of patients that we see. And I know that back surgeons do, most of the time do a good job and most of the time they do cure the patient's pain or make the pain better enough that they don't have to come see us. But the few patients that do have problems with their surgery, they come and see us. This also goes for other orthopedic surgeons and things like that, where they've been treated for their pain, but still they have pain. And patients can have other things happen to them, including complex regional pain syndrome, which is too broad of a topic to go into for this podcast. I will go into that in a completely separate podcast because that is a a different topic. So anyway, what happens when someone has this type of pain and we can't treat it with some sort of surgery or another epidural steroid injection? What we can do is what's called a spinal cord stimulator. And we do a trial before we actually implant the spinal cord stimulator. And this is something that we actually put in the low back in the epidural space. This is where the nerves are coming out in the low back. We put this in in the back and it stimulates the low back and it can stimulate the low back and the legs. It can stimulate the neck and the arms, can do all that stuff. And it actually helps with patient's pain for the most part. So we do this in a two-part process where we do a trial first, where we actually inject that into the back and we test it for a week. And if patients have good relief of their pain for a week, then we actually do the implant where we actually put it back in. And the implant is more of a surgical procedure, although it is a very minor surgery compared to any sort of large surgery that happens with the surgeon. Finally, let's talk about intrathecal pumps, which I've talked about in the past. But intrathecal pumps can also be used for failed back syndrome, where someone has had back surgery, but it doesn't work, and or it doesn't help their pain enough. And what we do is we put in the catheter into the intraspinal space. This is where the CSF is or the spinal fluid is. So it's kind of like a... Uh, uh, spinal tap and we put this catheter into there and then we actually attach that to a pump that has a reservoir in it which has medicine in it and so that pumps the medicine into the back and this can help patients as well with low back pain leg pain and other types of pain we can actually direct it directly to a specific spot in the low back we can also direct it to a spot in any part of the back or even in the head for headaches Now, again, I've simplified all this and it can be a little bit more complicated. And there are side effects and risks for any one of these procedures. If you have any questions like that, go talk to your doctor or your pain doctor, or you can come talk to me. If you do have any questions, you can also send me an email at info at painlessnx.com and I will try to give you all the information I can. Quickly, I want to address something that happens to me quite a bit in clinic and 
it's very interesting because when we talk about patients with low back pain or leg pain or whatever it may be, patients oftentimes get an MRI and then their MRI says, oh, they have degenerative disc disease or something like that. And when we look at MRIs, I really take it everything with a grain of salt. And this is because when we look at studies done on patients with low back pain or without low back pain and patients of a certain age, basically anybody above the age of 40, if you have a back and we're imaging your back, you will have some degenerative disc disease or some disc issues or something like that. And when we look at that and the patient has a certain type of pain, but it is not correlating with the MRI, we can tell you that the MRI doesn't give you all the information. And that is because oftentimes people without any pain will also have an MRI that looks terrible. So if you look at someone that's 75, you expect a certain amount of degenerative disc disease, a certain amount of disc bulges, a certain amount of spinal stenosis even, but they may not have the pain that you're looking for, or they may have the pain that you're looking for. So if someone has an MRI that shows bad stuff, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily causing their pain. When you look at baseball players and their MRIs, 50% of baseball players that our pitchers will have some sort of problem on their shoulder when you look at their MRI. On the other hand, 50% of them don't have pain or those 50% don't all have pain. There's probably 10% of those 50% that have issues in their MRI have some sort of pain in their shoulder. All right, my friends, now it's time for the good news of the week. So the good news of the week involves Jimmy Kilbom Live, who is a very funny man who's on TV. He has a late night show, and he had a Zoom call with Barack Obama, former president Barack Obama, and one of his biggest friends came on the Zoom call, and she thought she was going to be part of a special screening of uh, Promised Land, which is Barack Obama's new book, and... What happened was that instead of getting this special screening on recorded recorded Zoom, she actually got a live talk from Barack Obama. And what actually happened was quite interesting. She could not contain herself. She was laughing hysterically. The clip is attached to my podcast, and you can see this underneath. So thank you again for listening. This is the Physiatry Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. We hope you have a good week. Next week, we have a very, very special guest, Dr. Carolyn Chuddy, who's a pain management physician who specializes in pelvic pain. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.